0: podcast. Now, hey, get up, get loud, the- podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host Elise Eldridge and today we're going to be talking all things season one episode 25 of Hannah Montana. It's called Smells Like Teen Sellout and my guest today is Alana Feynman. Hi,
1: (laughs) it's me. I'm back. Can't get
0: rid of me, baby. (laughs) No, it's always it's always just so easy when it's you and me, you know, (laughs) Not not that it's like difficult with my other guests, but like I know I can call on you and we can just like bust one of these out right away. We don't have to we don't have to worry about anything.
1: I feel like I do have to preface with like I actively searched for something to bring to the Hannah Montana conspiracy hour for this episode, and I didn't really have any material that I feel like I can really present, um, which is almost disappointing.
0: I I might have a tiny thing, but that's but I mean, I it's tiny, <laughs> it's speculative, it's not rooted <laughs> well, in any evidence of the show. <laughs>
1: Look, I'm happy to take that one tiny speculation and just absolutely blow it up until it is fully distorted <laughs> in a full theory um, Perfect. so I'm, I'm happy to do that.
0: Great, great, great. okay so uh, this episode I I remembered the stuff with the raspberries, but I don't I don't know how much of this is me remembering and how much of it is I'm just always on the Hannah Montana IMDb page looking at episodes and the description for this one was written by like an illiterate child <laughs> <laughs> and it's way too detailed so I think that might be affecting what I remembered of this going in Um but I, I remembered that she does a talk show appearance to promote the fragrance and for a split second I was like why do I feel like I remember Selena Gomez being on this and it's because They have this talk show set in this host several times over the series. And definitely on one of those, it's like a joint interview with like Selena Gomez's character and Hannah Montana. So that was where I was getting that from. She's not in this episode. Don't get excited.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Soon though. Right. It's gotta be soon.
0: Yeah. It's gotta be, it's gotta be season two because I have seen at least one of those episodes. So yeah, it, it definitely is soon. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you back to talk about her. Um. I, I I call it now. I call dibs. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> so did, did you remember this one? Was this one that like hit you like a ton of bricks like the last few have? Yes, I remembered every single thing about it.
1: <laughs> every single thing from uh, the pie eating flashback to Jackson catching the fly. To um, the really the entire B plot, really resonated. Like, I I, the the visceral reaction I had every single key image, I was like, God, it's like I'm it's like I'm 12 again, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. This is one where I actually feel like we can talk about the B plot, like, as we talk about the episode, we don't even need to like save it to the end because, for starters, there's it, it ties in a little bit with the A plot, I would say more than they outwardly say. I think thematically it ties in a bit. And also, they just, like, drop the B-plot halfway through the episode. <laughs> <I> <laughs> they really I do. All all, plot until, like, the last second of the episode. So we-, we can actually talk about it as we go here. That's something I should have said to you before we started recording, but I forgot. Who cares? Um- <laughs> <laughs> no rules. Only chaos. <laughs> this is my show. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Um- <laughs> <laughs> we We open... With Hannah Montana shooting a commercial for a perfume, Uh, I wrote down the copy for it because I thought it was really interesting. It is, the time is now, or my time is now. She says it a couple different ways. My perfume is, oh, wow, complete the circle. And that's it. Um, (laughs) Where to begin with that? (laughs) So they they say like in like two scenes from now they say that the like perfume company is called oh wow and i'm like okay that makes more sense maybe you could have told us that from the jump (laughs) because like we wouldn't have just assumed that the name of a fragrance company was oh wow and so it made it sound very disjointed when she was filming the commercial like my perfume is oh wow like i thought it was just being weird (laughs) I mean, let's just get one thing out of the way. This commercial sucks. Like,
1: this is a poor (laughs) way to sell this product.
0: Yes. And I I was very excited. I need to talk to you about the whole complete the circle factor of this commercial. I needed to speak with you about it.
1: (laughs) I, so, we have, it's, the the complete the circle is the fact that it's two people in morph suits, like, backbending (laughs) and rolling across together.
0: Um, And... And she takes the, like, the, like, handle of the perfume and, like, pulls it out of the bottle and, like, does, like, a circle with her arm as the people in the background are rolling in their (laughs) circle formation. And also, complete the circle. What does that mean in the context (laughs) of perfume? (laughs) Like, it doesn't mean anything.
1: You're right that it doesn't. Um, this needed about four more versions in the writer's room. Like <laughs> <laughs>
0: This was their first pass at it. Absolutely
1: it was. And part of it, I think, is just because, like, perfume commercials are always so, so sexual, like, overtly. Mm-hmm. And because she's a 14-year-old child and – the entire industry has just collectively decided to spare her from the overt sexualization that normally in a real world stars her age would already be subject to um so they just had to like delete all of that like the whole <laughs> thing that sells perfume is sex and when you take 100%
0: of it out this is what you have <laughs> you're left with complete the circle my time is now <laughs> complete the circle <laughs>
1: And I, I so I got to talk about visual of it. So because these like morph suit people, like full <laughs> morph suit, I had been led to believe that there was going to be some sort of like special effect added in post to CGI them into something other than two people in morph suits. And let me tell you, Elise, <laughs> we see the final cut. <laughs> <laughs> And the only additional edit is that it is in black and white. So, <laughs> just the fact that the morph suits were bright red was just like a special treat for us as the viewer of the episode. It was to
0: draw our eye to the circle. I'm crying real tears currently. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, can we talk about Lola's <laughs> outfit in this scene? <laughs> It's um,
1: it's the worst one, like, by a lot. It's orange, right? Orange is yeah. the main color.
0: Yeah. So, okay. it's It must be something about this orange wig that whenever she puts it on, she's like, just fuck me up in her closet. <laughs> she's like, just put whatever you want on me. Because – very famously, that outfit that like went around on Twitter like a year ago <laughs> was was one in a very recent episode, and this one is so much worse than that one. <laughs> and that one's really fucking bad. <laughs> this one,
1: oh my god! <laughs> Will you walk me through the details of it again? Because yeah. I'm remembering like orange and then like a floral, but like of course yes. like a like a justice pattern. Um, so.
0: So it's the orange wig, uh, which just is so bad. Um, and then she's wearing like uh, a red top, and then complete, almost completely covering it. She is wearing a blue and green and brown and white striped top, and she's then striped- over that, <laughs> she is wearing like a neon orange like kimono type thing with like a red and green floral print on it.
1: That's the thing I'm remembering.
0: And then like a purple skirt thing. And of course, red chunky necklace and earrings.
1: <laughs> so just the fact that she put all of those secondary colors together, you know, it's just I really,
0: like- yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I cannot excuse the like <laughs> blue and green and brown and white striped top with a neon orange patterned thing over it. What? Like did, that is inexcusable.
1: What did <laughs> Emily Osment do to this wardrobe department? What did she say? <laughs> Who did she anger?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's so bad. It's just like, I mean, they're always they're always weird, but this this has to be out of out of I'll even I'll even say out of like all of the quirky best friend characters on the Disney Channel and all of their weird outfits, this might be the worst one I've seen so far. <laughs> Them's fighting words. <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> it is so bad. She wears a variation of it later in the episode that is still bad, but it's not as bad as the first one for sure. But yeah, I needed I needed to get that off my chest. It's it's horrifying. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, that poor girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I obviously can't blame her. It's not her fault.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised that Miley, who, I'm surprised that Miley, my, words, I'm sorry that Miley lets her out of the house like that, because. I,
0: I was thinking that in this. Yeah. I'm like, he's taking her to Hannah Montana events dressed like that, and she doesn't seem to have a problem with it and we know miley to be very judgmental when it comes to fashion absolutely (laughs) so i I really don't know how she's cool with all of that because miley never dresses anywhere even close to how lola dresses and lily doesn't even dress as close to how lola dresses no like lily dresses like a normal person Yeah, and she like looks good most of the time. I don't know why it is that she's like once the wig is on, I'm just going to go fucking berserk. Like <laughs> she's like I'm going I'm going crazy mode. Like is it is it on purpose? Is it like a social experiment for Lily, but she's like I'm going to dress as insane as possible and see who is real enough in Hollywood to call me on it. (laughs) I'm surprised she's never showed up in like a tabloid.
1: Oh, Hannah Montana spotted with like an absolutely crazy, like like an insane person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hannah Montana spotted with Alvana Feynman's character from UPS's production of Rent. (laughs) That is a joke for about 5 people. <laughs> I think I've referenced that before on this show. Oh but this time it's like actually uncanny. I will
1: never forget until the day I die. The day that the costume designer for our college production of Rent dressed me up as a homeless person, she had passed. A, she told me in the in the fitting and the first <laughs> initial wearing of it, that she had been inspired by seeing a homeless person on the streets of Seattle who was wearing um, like business like suit pants underneath a pair of gym shorts, and that was what I wore upon the stage. <laughs> <laughs> at age 21 in front of all
0: of my peers and their families
1: whom i loved and respected (laughs) (laughs) there's a very good instagram photo of actually the two of us and like it's a very cute photo but you can see the outfit i i partly (laughs) Part of why I took that photo was to document that outfit for posterity.
0: But it also—I just happened to be there in my cute pantsuit.
1: Well, your pantsuit was fantastic, and your like Doc
0: Martens—you looked incredible always. (laughs) Those boots gave me like nerve damage in my big toe. (laughs) I believe that. Those are not comfort shoes. Those are purely <laughs> they are not tango in shoes, and yet they had to be tangoed in. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's a real cute photo. Anyway. Of us. <laughs> yeah. go check it out at Alana Fine Woman on Instagram.
1: <laughs> go back to 2016. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> sorry for derailing things. Not sorry, but kind <laughs> of sorry. Um, so. We talked about the Lola outfit. Okay, who else is here? Liza, the photographer, is here. I guess also kind of director. She, uh, we know her from the Pimple Billboard episode. Uh, and there's a lot of parallels between that episode and this episode. Maybe Liza is just like a bad luck omen for Hannah Montana. And she should just stop working with her. Because every time she works with this woman something bad and embarrassing happens to her. <laughs> yeah. I am very
1: surprised that actually both parties agreed to work with each other again.
0: Yeah. I mean, Robbie Ray was like surprised to see her there. Um, And actually they were all like all surprised to see her there. So like it begs the question. And I have further questions about the contract that had to exist in order for any of this to happen. I have lots of questions about it. <laughs> And one of them is, wouldn't it have said who was going to be shooting the commercial in the contract when she, like, signed on to do this? Um, Apparently not, because they're surprised to see Eliza there. It
1: would not surprise me if, honestly, truly, uh, Robbie Ray was handed a contract and he, like, didn't really read this one this time. (laughs) You know, if he was just like, it's probably the same as whatever it was last time. It's probably fine. Like, he probably did not actually read the terms and conditions.
0: After what happened last time, she did an endorsement deal with like major advertising. Wouldn't he read it more carefully? Because that was (laughs) such a huge ordeal for their family when that happened.
1: I guess fucking not.
0: (laughs) not They need a lawyer.
1: Yeah, they they should invest in like a third party lawyer.
0: Yeah, seriously, they need to have a lawyer on rotation. She's a fucking child pop star. Honestly, Um, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) Whatever. Next
1: kid, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They,
0: they're rehearsing. They had rehearsed the commercial and instead of using the real perfume, she was using like the perfume bottle with water in it, which to me, I'm like, that makes sense. You should use that for the actual commercial too, just so that you don't have an expensive bottle of perfume on set that could accidentally spill or break You know, just use the fake one. But no, it's this whole thing that Miley hasn't actually smelled the perfume yet. And they're bringing it to the set to film for the commercial. And they smell it. And Lily really likes it and says that it smells like raspberries. But it makes Miley feel like sick to her stomach. She can't stand the smell of it. Um, And we find out that it's because when Miley was, I don't know it was it was set in 1999 the flashback was set in 1999 how old would she have been like nine eight something like that yeah i think she was born in 92 um so somewhere in there she was in a junior pie eating competition and miley won the competition for eating five raspberry pies in 10 minutes which is (laughs) literally insane She just unhinged her jaw like a snake. Swallowed it whole. I truly don't know how that's possible. But yeah, so, and the, the governor of Tennessee came to like present her with an award for doing this. And she like fully yarfed on him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And so because of that, she can't smell or be near raspberries. Um. So she's had a traumatic experience.
1: <laughs> Which is interesting um, that we've never heard of this up to this point. I feel like she must have come into contact with raspberries in her life prior to now.
0: Well, sure. It just must not have been important enough to the stories they were telling.
1: <laughs> Fair.
0: <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure like their family knows not to do this, but like it may not have come up with Lily or anything. Yeah, I. Again, I have to wonder about the contract for this, like, because Robbie Ray would probably know that, like, Miley, he would know, for starters, her allergy information, which this yeah, isn't an sure. allergy, but it's comparable. It's, it's another thing that, like, she can't eat, you know? And so I would think when negotiating this deal for her to endorse a perfume he'd be like oh here's things that she's like allergic to so maybe don't put yeah. it in your perfume yeah um and he could mention raspberries but that obviously didn't happen <laughs> they obviously was- don't have any forethought here
1: <laughs> and again like this could have been like fully avoidable if they had just used the water
0: yeah, 100%. Just use the water. Don't bother with the raspberries or anything. Yeah, or Not the raspberries, the actual perfume that smells yeah. like raspberries. I had a lot
1: of questions about. I guess it also falls into the camp of contract stuff because it's not like this was her perfume. No. She was just the spokesperson for the It's one not Oh wow, kind. by Anna,
0: Montana, you know. Yes.
1: It's not like she designed it and then mm-hmm. she hated the smell. I think the whole conflict that arises as a result of this would have been legitimate if it was like oh wow by hannah montana if she had Mm -hmm. designed it and then the product was shitty but it's not even that the product was shitty like it didn't smell bad it only smelled bad to her
0: yes yes this is a very big thing for me about this episode because everybody treats it as like a big deal that she's willing to endorse something that she quote-unquote doesn't believe in and it's like well, it's not that she doesn't believe in it. It just isn't personally appealing to her. Like, like they, they kind of insinuate that it's like when a celebrity endorses a product that is harmful or bad or yeah, not worth the money. But that is not the case here. No, it's
1: really <laughs> they, not at all. Really,
0: who is the target demographic for this advertising, loves the perfume. And presumably other teen girls would as well. It just is that Miley has this sensitivity... That she personally can't smell it because it makes her feel sick. But it wouldn't do that to anyone else unless they had had similar experiences as her or were, like, allergic to it or whatever. It's not like it's a bad, shitty product. (laughs) It just is a product you personally can't use. And so there's all this talk about her being a sellout. And it's, like, the name of the episode is Teen Sellout. And it's, like, but she's not? (laughs) No. She isn't. She's, she's endorsing a product, and okay, she wouldn't use it, but she would if she hadn't had that one thing happen to her as a kid. She probably would love it, you know? Yeah. I just, I don't think it's, I, I think if they wanted to make this the moral lesson that they were trying to, they should have changed the story so that it's not such a simple thing, you know? It could have just been like the perfume itself smells bad. Like, yeah, and like Lily been, could like, agree. It smells bad.
1: Yeah, it like smells musty, you know, like it smells yeah. bad.
0: It could, it could just be a bad perfume. And yeah. like that would have solved the whole problem. And it would have made her an actual sellout and it would have actually forwarded the conflict. But that's not what they chose to do. They chose to make yeah. it a personal <laughs> issue for her that wouldn't affect anyone else. And therefore, I wouldn't call her a sellout at all. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a perfectly legitimate thing to endorse.
0: I, I, we're in we're in a string of episodes here where like I'm fully on Miley's side in some of these like like I don't agree with other people's assessment of this. It's it's very Dead at B where it's like she didn't do anything wrong. Why are you punishing yeah. her? Yeah,
1: <laughs> that was a good episode. I did listen to that episode.
0: It's I Dead at B is probably my favorite episode so far. I've I've mentioned that in like every subsequent episode I've recorded. I've been like, have you watched Dead at it B? It's so good. <laughs> um yeah and so to that point where we're at in the story we're still in like the first like two minutes of the episode we've recorded (laughs) for 23 minutes um (laughs) good we're still on the initial set um so lily likes the perfume so much that she like put it she like put it on she like applied some and miley was like give me the bottle back. I don't want you wearing this. It makes me feel sick. And they fight over it and it spills all over Miley, which like you girls are dumb. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but yeah, it makes her feel sick again. And then they're back at the house and Miley is like holding her head in a bowl of tomato juice. And apparently earlier took a bath in tuna fish in an attempt to get the smell off of her um i'm pretty sure a shower or bath would do the trick um yes (laughs) (laughs) it's not like when you spritz perfume on yourself you then need to like i don't know go through like a scientific shower to get it off you know like it it rinses off it's fine and sure she got a lot on her but most of it was probably on her clothes yeah and you
1: like you can't tell me that the two and a fifth the tuna fish bath was a less bad smell you know like I guess (laughs) like the raspberries make you vomit but inserting yourself into a vat of tuna fish I I can't imagine that 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 wouldn't yeah that was also my question
0: Like, Stop at the store on the way home and buy just like a hundred cans of fish. Stop at Costco, <laughs> I can't, it like in a <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably in her Hannah wig, and no one batted an eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, surely <laughs> walked in in her Hannah
0: wig. <laughs> yeah, that, that wig's probably in the garbage, it probably smells too much like, uh, like her perfume. She has Again. to get a new one. Um. <laughs> time to rebrand (laughs) yeah she's like sorry i i'm still Hannah montana i'm just not wearing my wig anymore (laughs) she she tells a story about uncle uncle earl i don't remember the details um but i only note this because lily says if i haven't said this already i don't want to meet uncle earl which i thought was funny (laughs) um (laughs) and then there's like another
1: joke about some other female relative with a beard right
0: yes That Robbie Ray makes. I was like, I'm not (laughs) noting this. Um, (laughs) uh, So Jackson enters to kick off the B-plot, but he enters during this scene. He is dressed in camo and he has stuff on his face to like make his face camo. And he says that he's doing this because he's going to audition for a show called Teen Wilderness Challenge. Miley says that he wouldn't last one day on the challenge. And I'm like, okay, if you say so. Um, <laughs> he he catches a bug in midair and attempts to eat it, but like can't stomach it. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this episode?
1: <laughs> so um, I dated a guy for a really long time. And there was like a year of that time where he was very much on the train of like, i'm gonna be on survivor i would win the show that's the place for me i'm working on my audition tape and there was very similar language <laughs> it was like- a little triggering <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> it was like he was like i don't know a couple of weeks away from doing what jackson does in this episode with the like, going out and just like doing it on his own like he was like headed on that trajectory <laughs> in his like and how serious he was for auditioning for survivor
0: yeah we we He then, like, we cut to Jackson's, like, audition tape, which he's actively filming. And I was like, is it going to be Oliver filming it or Rico filming it? And it's Oliver. Um, (laughs) Oliver wearing a very large fedora hat. Did you notice how big of a hat it was? i fully blocked out the presence of a fedora, honestly. (laughs) I don't
1: register fedoras.
0: (laughs) Um... You know the the episode of my show that came out on Monday? Yes. Uh, so on Instagram, I posted the screenshots, the hat that Oliver's wearing and the screenshot of him. It's like that, but just a little bit bigger. <laughs> 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 um, that's just for you. <laughs> so you. that you know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um... Jackson, I I always forget that his middle name is Rod. I think it's very funny that his middle name is Rod. Because it wait, I just realized without Jackson, his name is Rod Stewart. Yes. That is that is the joke. Was that on purpose? And I I thought it was just funny on its own, but now I'm like, wait, is this a pun? It is a pun. <laughs> Did Robbie yeah. Ray named his only son after Rod Stewart? hmm
1: <laughs> I do believe that is canon. I'm not oh positive, but I'm
0: pretty sure. This is rocking my world right now. I feel so <laughs> dumb for not figuring that out.
1: No, don't feel dumb. It's all good. I even
0: wrote it down because I'm like, it's funny that his middle name is Rod, not even thinking about the Rod Stewart factor of it.
1: Um. It's okay. As a child, I didn't even know who Rod Stewart was, so it, like – was not anything I put together until recently. (laughs) Uh, But yes, I do believe that that is the joke.
0: Cool. You'll learn something new every day. Um, (laughs) So for his tape, uh, Jackson Rod Stewart says that he is going to survive (laughs) on the beach for two weeks, isolated from civilization I mean, he's not going to be isolated from civilization if he's on the beach that's like, yeah, that like um, you can see from his house. Um, on the main like, streets of Malibu, <laughs> yeah, and that like has like a very happening social spot right next to it. And as he's saying that he's going to be isolated from civilization, some kid throws a frisbee at him. <laughs> <with> the <laughs> <light>. <laughs> and the mom was like, stay away from the strange man, honey, yeah, and. We cut to Robbie Ray on the deck of his house with a pair of binoculars watching Jackson and Oliver. <laughs> Which like they're even closer to the beach than I thought. If like that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> like my my mom lives at the beach in my state and she like you can see the ocean from her house but you can't see like the beach with the people walking on it from her house you yeah. know like yeah like it's there's there's quite a difference between being you know at the beach and like literally on the beach yes. um, and like one would like be a problem most days cuz like the tide would come in anyway um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so Robbie's standing on the porch and Miley comes out and is like, hey, dad, I need to talk to you about something. And he's like, well, I'm watching Jackson, but what's going on? Um, <laughs> and this is this is when we find out that the perfume is called Oh Wow. And I'm like, really, you're waiting this long to explain something that you'd <laughs> said so much earlier. I mean, it was
1: mentioned in the commercial, but there was no way we would have gotten that context from the limited copy that was <laughs> in the commercial
0: yeah that's what i was saying earlier it's not yeah. like she ends the commercial by being like oh wow perfumes they're so great you know it's just yeah. like my perfume is oh wow and so i assumed she was saying my perfume is oh wow you know like <laughs> like wow it smells so nice yeah. but no that's the name of the company. <laughs> So Miley comes out and she's like, Dad, I really want to cancel this perfume contract because I can't stand the smell of it. And Robbie's like, yeah, that's fine. We can do that. And I'm like, you already shot a commercial. <laughs> like, But it's done. <laughs> there's there's delivery at the house and it's from the perfume company. And it's a brand new car. <laughs> like, how?
1: I thought I had a thought, but I don't know how the two – like, is the perfume really that, like – is it, like, Chanel? Like, is it that caliber of brand, you know? So,
0: yeah, this is where I had to pause the episode and write, like, a paragraph's worth of questions. (laughs) I really – I really struggled with this. So the car is like a red convertible. It basically look like Jack looks like Jackson's chick car except newer and slightly nicer, but it's still basically like the same thing. And it has like a muffin basket in the passenger seat. Uh so mm, this is where I was like, "Okay, the contract, the contract for this deal, for this endorsement deal that this child is participating in <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> were they always planning to pay her with a car or was it we will pay you for this amount of money in cash or like items like it had to have said in the contract how she would be compensated but they both seem surprised by the presence of this car and Also, she's 14 and too young to drive, so it's not really payment for her, and did they get the title for the car, or do they have to go and file it? Like, is the car currently in Hannah Montana's name, and... Like, Miley signed for it when it was delivered. Like, they knew to deliver it to the Stewart house. So do the Oh Wow perfume people know the secret? Like, I'm just... This this really <laughs> messed with me. <laughs> this is where my little bit of conspiracy came in. Because I'm like, something does not add up in this girl being given a car as compensation for a perfume commercial. So
1: I was under the impression that it was because there was a lot of context before where Robbie Ray was like, I like when they send little muffin baskets as gifts. So I was under the impression that the car was a gift. It's a totally like wildly extravagant one that was unnecessary because there was also a muffin baskets inside the car. Um, But my guess is that it wasn't actually detailed anywhere in the contract, unless, of course, as previously stated, Robbie didn't read it. But I thought it was (laughs) like a a, like a like Like a a bonus gift, you know,
0: like a bonus for doing a good job on the commercial.
1: Yeah, that was sort of how I interpreted it and how I think the Stewart's interpreted it.
0: So. Oh, my God. Hannah Montana, you know, when we started this thing, she was just a local celebrity. (laughs) Only kids from her school knew about her she must be fucking famous as all hell if she can get paid for a perfume endorsement and commercial and get paid however much money you earn for that and then get a bonus of a brand new car
1: yeah um, on i don't top think she of that. the car i don't think that her performance was that award-winning
0: no i'm which makes me wonder how much more there is to this contract because so part of this is that she goes on a talk show to promote the perfume Which and that's one has part of it.
1: Anyone done that ever.
0: That's not a never it, it, <laughs> you're usually there to promote your own thing and then the perfume might come up as like oh this is something else I've been doing yeah you wouldn't just go and do like a junket for perfume but so she does that and then after that is when she decides to give up this endorsement deal and I'm like but you already fulfilled all of it like you did the commercial and you went on a yeah. talk show what else are you supposed to be doing to endorse this that you're willing to back out of the agreement after you've already done all of this stuff. Like, I I was very confused. It's like, does the contract entail that she has to do promotional appearances for this thing for, like, two years or something? Like, why is it such a big deal that she has to back out of it when it seems to me like her responsibility was already over and done with by the time she backs out, you know? Yeah, and I
1: was under the impression that Robbie Ray had, like, reached out to the talk show to get her on it not like the perfume on behalf of you like the oh wow company did not schedule this he was like you know what would be a good idea is to get you on this talk show in order to convince you that promoting the that this perfume is worth you promoting it felt very selfish you know
0: Yeah, it seemed like it was either Robbie Ray or perhaps the talk show reached out to them and was like, hey, we'd love to get Hannah Montana on the show and we hear she has something to promote or whatever. I, yeah, I was very confused by it because, again, it didn't really seem like there was that much responsibility to be had with this endorsement. Like, she did the commercial and that was, like, the only thing, like, actually required. Um... Yeah, what else would be? <laughs> does make that's, any that's sense. That's what I'm wondering. Like, does she have to, like, do more TV spots? Does she have to, like, go to an event for the launch of the perfume or something? They never mention any of that. And if they had, I would have been able to see a little bit more where Miley was coming from, from wanting to back out, um, just because she wouldn't want to keep putting herself in that position where she'd have to lie. But like we said earlier, she, again, is like the truth is the most important thing and, you know, I don't want to be lying about this perfume. And it's like, but you're not saying that it's good and it's bad. You just don't like it. Like, it's it comes back to no. what we were saying earlier. It's like, she's not really being asked to do something that morally questionable. Yeah. Like, it... Again, we know that it's a good enough product <laughs> for the other teen girl on the show. You know, I I would think it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Like maybe have Lily write some things to say about what she likes about the perfume. And then Hannah Montana could just memorize that and say those talking points or something. Like, I don't, I don't see why this was such a big deal.
1: But the whole thing is that like, because she was all in her head and in her feelings about lying. If she had memorized a script, she could, I could see her spinning, reciting a script as into lying. And then it would be (laughs) more of the same, you know?
0: Yeah, I didn't love the direction that all of this took. Um, and I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but like also, it, this was just an odd one.
1: It really was.
0: It wasn't bad or anything, but again, it was just another situation where it's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with what Miley's doing. Why is everyone make, making her feel so guilty about it? You know, like yeah, that's, show that's the thing. These questions were very pointed. Yeah, if if everyone would just like ease up on her a little, I don't think she would have had any of the problems, and she would have just been able to complete the deal and like have her car. Yeah, you know, like I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But so <laughs> we didn't answer my question about why they would gift a fourteen-year-old with a car and whose, uh, whose name the title for this vehicle isn't or anything. Because like again, they they send it to the Stewart address. You know, like they send it. Like I know Robbie Ray lives there, but. But then that that again implies that there, there are so many people out there that know where Hannah Montana lives, yeah. but they never the- see Hannah Montana there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the problem at the end of the day,
1: because as we saw with that one episode with Bree Samuels, um, where yeah. her very minor investigative search led her to believe that Hannah Montana lived in this neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. So it's got to be somewhat public record.
0: Yeah, it... <sighs> I, I don't love how loosey-goosey they are with where they live. <laughs> Honestly, after the incident with Bree Samuels, they pro like if this were real life, I think they would have moved.
1: <laughs> yeah. They should move.
0: <laughs> I, I think they would have found a different house. Um <laughs> but so, I agree with that. <laughs> so we mentioned she gets booked on a talk show. It's called The Real Deal with Colin Lassiter. Um, it's apparently the biggest interview show on TV. Uh, every time though they mention a TV show that we haven't heard of, they say it's the biggest show on TV. They say it's a huge deal, and they yeah, say that the Alan, you know, yeah, yeah, the 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 person who hosts it is like so cool and the biggest deal. They always say this to try and convince us of it because these shows don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lily and Miley are hanging out in the car, and she's like thinking about the interview. Lily has named the car Maria. And Lily mentions that when she lies, she laughs uncontrollably, which is a habit that Miley immediately picks up on. And that's like the running theme of the episode is that as soon as anybody tells her something that they do when they're nervous or lying, she immediately starts to do it, which is concerning for me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That shouldn't be what happens. Like, all it takes is someone to say it. Like, she doesn't even have to see an example of it. All it takes is one person saying, oh, well, for me, I laugh uncontrollably. Or Lily saying, well, you know, Oliver hiccups when he's lying. Like, as soon as she says these things, they become internalized and become, like, like, actual problems. You're an actor. People have paid you to go behind like in front of a
1: camera and do acting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you you can't be you can't be doing that. Yeah, it 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 doesn't like reflect well on her. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's way too impressionable apparently. So then we get a Jackson segment and I will well, this is Yeah, this is the last segment that we get of the B plot. (laughs) This long segment (laughs) is the last one we get. Is it the one where he climbs the tree and is like, I'm going to get some coconuts? Oh, no, that was earlier, actually. I just didn't mention that. He climbs a tree to get coconuts and then he falls on the coconuts. (laughs) I
1: did have to Google because I was like, I'm pretty sure coconuts are not native to Malibu, California. And I was correct. They do not (laughs) grow on the beach. I don't know what tree he was climbing. I don't know what he pulled out of that tree, but it should not have been coconut. It was
0: It was just a palm tree with like a bird nest in it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next time we see Jackson, he appears to have caught a whole crab. <laughs> it is very much not a real crab because it's not moving and he hasn't cooked it yet. So it would be moving. <laughs> he starts to make a fire. And I'm like, you can't just roast a crab on the fire. You have to boil it in water. <laughs> That's how cooking a crab works. You can't just roast it on a fire. That's insane. Also, Southern California,
1: I don't know what season it is, but if it is, like, late summer, early fall, if it is fr- freaking, like, wildfire season, you can, like, you, could, you cannot be just, like, lighting fires. All it takes is one little beach wind.
0: Yeah. Well, and then later in this scene it starts like storming so but he takes the crab to roast it on the fire which he has not made which is wrong on many levels and (laughs) as jackson is attempting to start a fire with like two large branches like two like walking sticks the crab leaves but i cannot stress this enough the crab itself does not move someone is fully just yanking it with a string off screen and i needed to like rewind and watch it again i like called my boyfriend in. i was like you need to see this fucking <laughs> this this crab i'm telling you the props department
1: is all over the place in terms of <laughs> where they spend their money <laughs> They had to, like, get a puppeteer, I assume, you know? like
0: (laughs) Uh, I don't think they did. I think it would look better if they had. They just, like, I think they just took, like, clear string.
1: Like fishing line?
0: Yeah, like fishing line and tied it to, like, two sections of the crab and just, like, yanked on each one alternatingly until it was out of frame. I think that's all they did because it looks terrible. It looks (laughs) so funny. (laughs)
1: i'll never understand i'll never understand where the props
0: budget goes i would also think that like okay sure it's dangerous but like wouldn't it have been so much funnier if they had gotten a live crab and it like pinched jackson like wouldn't that be funnier that would have been funnier (laughs) (laughs) they've had live animals before why can't they get like someone that's like really experienced with crabs to like come and help them film Two seconds of footage. I don't know how trainable crabs are. I don't think they're trainable. I think you just need a person that really knows what to do with them. <laughs> and you tell and you have them like tell Jason Earls, okay, this is where you hold it so that it doesn't get you. And then they <laughs> they like have it actually snapping. <laughs> I think it would have been great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just go to, like, any, like, wet market.
0: Go to any restaurant <laughs> buy the live crab. Yeah. doesn't need to be pricey. Also, I've gone crabbing before. You can't just, like, catch it while standing in the ocean. You, like, need to get a boat and go out to a certain level of water and release a net with bait in it. And then pull the net up and then check to see which ones are females and check to see if they're big enough and toss the ones that aren't back in. Like, it's this whole process. And Jackson's just like, I found a crab. I'm like, no, you did not. (laughs) Yeah, it was probably,
1: I mean, because that was like a decent sized crab. Any crab that he found just like along the shore um, would have been probably, dead yeah it would be dead or it would be so
0: wildly sick you know yeah it would be really ill yeah <laughs> it would give him an infection yeah <laughs> it, <laughs> it would create a the next home. pandemic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what if jackson stewart caused coronavirus by like eating a sick crab that he crab found on fruit. the roof <laughs>
1: Crustacean virus. I can't. I cannot. Covid (laughs) too.
0: That that makes it sound like it came from a crow, though. (laughs) Crabona virus.
1: (laughs) Oh Jesus.
0: (laughs) Um. So (laughs) it's a running joke with Jackson and Oliver that. Whenever Jackson does something wrong, he tells Oliver to edit the footage. And Oliver says, at this point, we only have 27 seconds of usable footage and we've been out here for six hours. Relatable. <laughs> Oliver then orders a peach pizza, which is delivered to him on the beach. Yeah. Did he call them and was like, hey, I'm on the beach. Come find me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what... Like address
1: information he would have given him um, but tip that delivery guy super high if he found yeah it.
0: yeah, so Oliver orders a pizza and he like has his own tent that appears to have its own independent lighting system and it has a television hooked up that is functional. He's like watching the news on the TV in his tent. I was like, damn how did you how did you do this um <laughs> but Jackson said that he was gonna be out there for two weeks and i'm like so is oliver just also camping on the beach for two weeks that's kind of crazy (laughs) that's that's bizarre but but jackson's like oh give me some of the pizza and i'm like ah this ties into teen sellout because what jackson is doing is actually some sellout shit where he's pretending to be a survivor on the beach but he's just like Ordering pizza. <laughs> well, that's what
1: they do on Survivor now. They like pretty much feed you if you're on the later seasons of Survivor.
0: I mean, it's probably for the best. <laughs> so, Oliver, his television in his tent that he's watching the news on is telling him that there are about to be some freak thunderstorms along the coast. And I'm like, maybe just go home. It's like 50 feet away from where you are. And no one is actually going to think less of you for not completing this asinine audition tape idea.
1: So the last the last episode I was on, I don't know. I don't know if that's like two episodes ago or what. Um, but there was also a freak snowstorm at that particular time. So I don't know if this is all the same season or if there's some very serious climate change
0: <laughs> happening. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I was thinking about that too. I was like, we're just out of time right now on Hannah Montana. We're just floating around in this amalgamous time where it's every season and where everyone is multiple ages and (laughs) songs that have already been performed on live television are just now being written and things like that. Like it just, I, I think they filmed these episodes in a specific order, and they like all got shuffled or something, or like they just weren't paying attention to these things because episodes that were that aired later definitely seemed like they had been written earlier, based off of various things that happen.
1: That is a trend I see on most Disney Channel shows. Actually, as yeah. someone who's watched yeah. a few, I think that they do just sort of batch film them and then release them in really whatever order. They get yeah. uh, they want. it's does not seem to be like consecutive.
0: Yeah, because like in last week's, there was a mention of um, uh, Miley's pet pig Luann, and Lily was like, "I didn't know you had a pet pig named Luann." I'm like, "Bitch, yes you did. That's between two Hannahs. That was weeks ago." <laughs>
1: um, it happens on Wizards of Waverly Place specifically because Justin has a girlfriend. I can't remember her name. Uh, it's the one that Lucy Hale plays. And we are introduced to her like a distinct twice. Like she has an episode (laughs) where it's the first time we've met her and Justin has a new girlfriend. And then they have the episode and then she is gone for a couple of episodes. And then Later in the season, they're like, oh, my God, Justin has this new girlfriend. (laughs) 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 Her name is Miranda. And it's her again, but it's a different plot line.
0: (laughs) It's like there are time loops happening here or something. Like, it just, it's like they're still in the eighth grade, but they've had multiple birthdays and multiple holidays and multiple winters and... All of this, and it just doesn't seem to matter. It's fine. I just need to get over it, because <laughs> I, I try to make sense of these things. And the answer is, it's some dumbass shit in our universe, not in their universe.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could tell it was made in a time where it was not meant to be binge-watched. Like yeah, it like, like did it,
0: not matter. <laughs>
1: assuming that you would never watch them all at once, and you'd right. forget.
0: Exactly. So, the last little bit of this scene is Jackson getting a splinter and then he like tastes his blood and says that it's the blood of a warrior and it makes him like act strong it makes him like what what's like the phrase i'm looking for here it like makes him go a little feral or something he like <laughs> he like puffs out his chest and he's like oh. <laughs> yeah i didn't
1: care for that part
0: <laughs> i i was very confused by it especially cuz The next thing we get is we're back at the house and Robbie Ray is cooking, like, a big pork chop or something. And he's like, hmm, I hope Jackson's okay out there because, like, it's pouring rain. And then Jackson sneaks into the house, steals the pork chop on, like, a stick that he'd brought with him. And then puts it directly into his mouth, which, for the record, would like burn his mouth beyond recognition. If he just took a piece of meat that had been sitting on the stove for I don't know how long and shoved it directly in his mouth without any time to rest or cool. Oh, my God. That would be terrible. Yeah. How does he even know it's fully cooked all the way. It could be raw in the center.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I didn't care for it. I did not care for it.
0: <laughs> but, uh... But that's the last of the B plot. <laughs> we get like a tiny little bow on it at the very end of the episode. But that was the last scene of the B plot there is in the episode. You know, I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine with it too. But it just would like I was like, oh, they just they just were done. They were just like, we don't need more of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: we don't see Jackson learn the news or anything. That could have been sort of interesting.
0: No, yeah. So the next thing we get is they're on the set of the talk show. And it is a very similarly bad Lola outfit, as I mentioned earlier. This time, however, it is a pink top with a blue top over that with a neon green floral printed kimono thing. This time no,
1: with a purple wig. I recall that. Nothing like purple and neon green together. Nothing God, like right? that combo.
0: Just chef's kiss. Um <laughs> The purple wig has an animal print headband in it. And then there's a chunky green necklace and earrings. There's also like a face jewel on her cheek. Yes. Because why not? It's better than the one earlier, but it's still really awful. However, I do really like this Hannah look. It's like an orange top that is like kind of ruched on the sides. Yes. And there's like a slight wave in her wig and she's wearing a gold scarf. I think she looks really nice to be honest. Much better than she looked in her commercial. <laughs> but she tells her dad that she shoved vapor rub in her nose so that she wouldn't be able to smell the perfume, which I don't quite know how she accomplished that and like can still talk.
1: Yeah, that must make breathing hard for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: And Liza's there for a second. She's like, just came to wish you luck. And then she walks off screen because she's, like, very horny for Robbie Ray. But that's, like, all we see of her. I'm, I'm like, really? You showed up at a television set just to chase down Robbie Ray? Like, I was like, how are you allowed here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aren't you busy? Don't you have advertisements to <laughs> to create? Yeah, I, it was very odd. And then Lily mentions that Oliver hiccups when he lies she mentions it like apropos of nothing and of course that means it's going to be a problem because Miley I guess has no control over her psyche (laughs) like like, what is this what is this like psychosomatic thing that is happening to her that like all it takes is for her to hear that this is an issue for somebody else for it to become an issue for her what is the like the name of that condition the yips psychiatrically speaking
1: Hmm. I know the yips is something. The yips. Um, they talk about it on Thirty Rock.
0: Um, <laughs> is this real or is this something Thirty Rock made up? I
1: am unsure.
0: <laughs> to be something honest. called the yips makes me think it's something that Thirty Rock
1: came up. I'm going to Google it really quick. The yips. The yips. I've, to- I've been rewatching
0: Thirty Rock. I wonder if uh, I wonder if that'll come up soon for me.
1: So uh the Yips, according to Google, is the colloquial term for a sudden and unexplained loss of skills in experienced athletes. And it happens on 30 Rock, where um Pete, well, it happens because Jenna, uh Jenna maroney is on some sort of like American Idol type show and she is the oh. Simon. So everybody mm-hmm. names her. Um, but she's like all about that. She's like, My whole thing is that I'm the mean judge, and then she has to <laughs> go and sing a number on the show and everyone's like ready for her to fail and so she gets all up in her head and then suddenly she forgets how to sing Um, and uh, Pete Hornberger is like oh you have the yips that happened to me when I was an Olympic archer and I was competing (laughs) for the gold medal match and I got the yips and I forgot how to arch and I like shot the (laughs) judge
0: I I don't think this is the yips (laughs) But I think the yips happened in the episode where she forgot the words. I was just going to say that actually (laughs) with the star-spangled banner. Yeah. Yes. Um, And then later her own songs on that show. That was definitely the yips. Yeah. That was 100% the yips. Um, (laughs) It is real. Thank you for tuning in. This is the yips (laughs) cast (laughs) where we review (laughs) episodes of television and tell you if it has the yips in it Um, oh my god the yips cast (laughs) yeah i don't think this is that i i am curious i'm sure there is a term for it though where like just knowing that this is a problem that people could have you start to show symptoms of it even though you don't actually have that problem i think this is whatever that is that
1: might just be a form of hypochondria but not with diseases
0: like That's what I'm thinking. I think yeah. it's some sort of hypochondria. Um, Now that we've diagnosed Hannah Montana. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we can rule out yips. <laughs> we're like the team on house. We're like, okay, here's all the things it could be. Let's rule some out. <laughs> we're just interns. <laughs> yeah, we've got like our chalkboard. We're like scratching it out. Um, <laughs> so... We meet Colin Lasseter. Colin Lasseter is doing a Larry King impression. He looks like David Letterman from like 30 years ago or like Jerry Springer. This actor I wanted to look up just to see what his deal is as we've had some interesting, you know, character actors turn up on this show. For starters, I found out he is on five more episodes of Hannah Montana. Uh, which is why this set seemed so familiar to me. He's in like yeah. every season of the show. He's like le- like a legit recurring character. Good for him, and he was apparently on an episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I did not remember who he was, but I thought you would find that interesting. I do. I also don't remember who he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was on two episodes of How I Met Your Mother, one episode of Sweet Life of Zach and Cody two episodes of the west wing one episode each of seinfeld and friends and lots more one or two episodes on like every show kind of like what's his name that had the puppet in the previous episode (laughs) him that guy (laughs) (laughs) that guy uh gunther (laughs) um (laughs) so him being recurring like I said earlier, explains why I thought Selena Gomez might be on this one, because I just so remember him and Selena Gomez on this set with Hannah Montana. So he is being a very hard journalist, as you mentioned earlier. He's like, being very investigative about this interview, which is about perfume for teen girls. I don't know why. Yeah, slow news day, I guess. So he's like, you know, it's it's so great to see that you're not just pushing something you don't believe in like other celebrities. And this is where I'm like, OK, listen, <laughs> she's not pushing something she doesn't believe in. She believes in the product just for other people. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason why.
1: I don't know who her publicist is. I guess it's Robbie Ray. Oh my um, God, <laughs> They could be coaching her before she goes in there. Like, Absolutely.
0: Boys. The the contestants on America's Next Top Model get better publicity coaching than Hannah Montana does in this episode. (laughs) And she's actually already famous in this universe.
1: (laughs) It's not fair. Like, they need to hire someone else if Robbie Ray can't do it all.
0: He's clearly way too invested in teaching his daughter moral lessons to actually look out for hair in her career.
1: You know? He's, he's like, clearly spread too thin, you know? He's a dad. I just... I just think his
0: judgment is sullied by the fact that he's her father. He can't look at things from an objective perspective. He can only see things as I'm her dad and she needs to learn this the hard way or whatever. And it's like, no, you need to be supporting her in, you know, in the role that you have in this situation. In this situation, you can't have your dad hat on or your dad goatee or whatever. Um (laughs) (laughs) Your dad mustache. Yeah, your dad mustache. You need to put on your publicist blazer and be like okay what's the best thing for my client here yeah and like actually approach it in a problem-solving way opposed to as a dad just wanting to teach the right moral lesson or whatever and like let your kid make their own mistakes and it's like sure that's fine but when you're also her manager <laughs> in the public sphere you need to step up to the plate dude. you do you really do And you need to take on that role where you talk to the interviewer beforehand and say, here's what's going on, you know, and because all these things are very normal in in this sphere of entertainment. Yeah. Having pre-interview conversations is very normal. Pre-approving the sorts of questions that get asked is very normal. Prepping your client to go on television and answer those specific questions is very normal. I get that they weren't trying to show us a realistic portrait of fame on Hannah Montana. I get that. I understand. However, (laughs) I have to take these things seriously. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a normal
1: thing to do for adults. So the fact that she's 14 years old means that it's... Yeah,
0: don't just send her out there without a paddle. It's so mean. It's
1: extra crucial. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So he also says that, because she can't stop laughing during this interview... And he then says that she has an adorable laugh and she says, glad you like it. You're going to be hearing quite a lot of it, which I did think was funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they have a switchboard for calls. So this is very much supposed to be Larry King.
1: Which like who would call in to talk to her about a perfume? I wouldn't. I guess. I mean. And the questions m- are weird. Like, oh my God, how great is it going to be that I'm going to smell like you? Like, do you love it? Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. The the caller asks if she wears Oh, Wow! every day, and her answer is no, because she doesn't want to waste it, which I did oh, think was also an funny. She starts hiccuping, and she says that it's because she's nervous about being on the show, and then things take a turn for me, because she says she's nervous because Colin is much more handsome in person. No. <laughs> He's all flattered, and talking about how cute she is, No. <laughs> I also thought that
1: that was also no good.
0: I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> and it, it ends up being innocent, but I just don't, like, again, this is the time for the dad mustache to go on and for you to go out there and be like, hey, man, you, she's 14. You're like 60. Can you maybe not? Can you yeah. maybe not flirt with the child? Yeah.
1: He should not have responded. I thought that it was honestly a good way to save it the way that she said that, but also yeah. it was a good, it was a good way to save
0: it, but like, he should not have like gone along with it. He should have yeah. been like, Oh, that's Thank nice. You. And then moved on. Yeah. Not been like, well, you're very cute too. Like that's, that crosses a line for me. It does. Yeah. And he says that when he gets nervous, he sweats like a pig. The next shot we get of her you can tell they have already applied some of the fake sweat to her face because her <laughs> bangs are, like, sticking to her head.
1: That poor girl. Oh, poor Miley Cyrus. I
0: felt I felt so bad for Miley Cyrus having to shoot this. It looked so unpleasant. <laughs> because they then get a caller who talks about how much she, she loves raspberries, and the sweat is pouring down her face. Like, in... Like she's standing in a shower is like how it's coming down over her.
1: Oh my god. That is like that's a medical issue. That yeah. Miley Stewart needs to get addressed.
0: I'm like, she needs to go to the hospital and like get someone <laughs> to talk her out of this or something. Like it's it's not okay that she was able to have this physical of a response two nerves in this situation. Yeah.
1: Plus that is just an unhealthy amount of like electrolytes to lose in that short of time. She would need yeah, like she an eye.
0: Yeah. She probably needs to be checked in for dehydration after filming this. Yeah. <laughs> like every other star in 2007. Yep. Um, <laughs> so the next thing we get is her and her dad standing out in their driveway saying goodbye to the car because – she told the company she couldn't endorse the perfume. And she says, because the truth is always the best thing. Yeah, and I'm it's like a jump cut. We like, there's a lot of expertise. I, we skip right on over and get it yeah, all. Right and here. I'm like, she already did it though. And like, this is what we were talking about earlier. She already did the endorsement. She already did the commercial. She already appeared on a talk show. What else were they going to ask her to do? She should be able to keep payment for that yeah. work. She just did. Yeah. Because the commercial st- is still airing. Like, it's still yeah. out. Like, if, even if mean, it it's there like one time. Be like, Sorry, Hannah Montana doesn't actually like this perfume anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought it was very weird. I, again, I'm like, what's the deal with this contract? Because I'd assume that once you reach a certain point in this process, you can't back out anymore. Yeah.
1: Like, I think,
0: actually, they would have been like, sorry, like, too
1: little, too late. Like, I'm not, more, like, even if we pulled the commercial, people have already seen it. Yeah, like, the toothpaste is out of the tube. You can't can't undo it at this point. Yeah, like, give it back if you want, but, like, you earned it, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. She has earned that payment now because she's done all of the work for it. Yeah, it's just another one where I feel like Miley is being unduly punished for something that really has nothing to do with her. It's, like, not in her control. No. And and this is another week where Hannah Montana has been humiliated on television. (laughs) like (laughs) and and she she really doesn't get any compensation for like having to go through that like it's it's unpleasant i feel really bad for her um but yeah and lily is there she's dressed in black to say goodbye to the car she's wearing a black skater hat with a black veil over it which i didn't think was funny yeah (laughs) they have not heard from jackson but Robbie said that he got a call earlier saying that Jackson had been turned down from the show. And I'm like, how much time has passed? Because he said he was going to be on the beach for two weeks. Are we still in that two weeks? How did they like, did Oliver like live feed the audition tape to the company? Like how, how did they already receive the tape, view it, send back a rejection, but Jackson is, they still haven't heard from Jackson.
1: You know, that did not even occur to me. <laughs> and that's extremely important
0: yeah I was very confused by it but yeah and then we like hear Jackson and I guess see him for like one frame he like is like doing like the George of the Jungle yell and like swinging on a vine and then he goes off (laughs) screen on the beach of Malibu, California and then he falls and that's the end of the episode that's like all we get (sighs) Whatever, you know? <laughs> I I was very... Uh, like I said, this is a weird episode. This is a weird installment. It just... It could have been... The conflict could have been ended in,
1: like, minute one and a half, you know? Mm-hmm. We could have avoided the entire episode from even happening. But we made it such a problem. We made it such a series of
0: problems. Yeah, this is... One of several episodes lately where I feel like it could have been successful and it could have been good and it could have taught a good moral to the viewer if they had just tweaked like two things. If they had just swapped, if they had just like find and replaced one thing for one better thing, it would have been a successful episode with a successful moral. But they just like went with their initial idea. I mean, maybe it wasn't their initial idea. Maybe they had to brainstorm a lot to get to this point. But they just chose the path of least resistance and, like, didn't think, how can we improve this? They didn't stop to ask the questions that we ask. And to me, I'm like, well, that seems like it should be your due diligence. That seems like it should be the, the, like, least strenuous thing for you like you should do that all the time you should be asking these questions that your viewers don't ask them down the line (laughs) it's just really clear to me that they did not do the dramaturgical work to support this you Mm
1: -hmm. know Mm -hmm.
0: no not
1: at all that that is the
0: pumping of the podcast drinking game is anytime somebody says dramaturgy or dramaturgical (laughs) whenever we make that joke you have to drink um not if you're underage i don't endorse underage drinking (laughs) Sorry. I'm a public figure. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) Drink a sip of juice if you don't drink. Um, (laughs) Drink a a sip of water. Yeah. Have some water. Stay hydrated. I'm drinking water as we record this. (laughs) I only drink wine when doing these when I'm recording in the evening, which is pretty rare. (laughs) this is not one of those times (laughs) (laughs) no it is 12 12 p.m any final thoughts on the
1: episode (laughs) you know i think we really i think we really knocked it out of the park honestly
0: yeah as i was watching this and as i was taking my notes i was like this is gonna be one that we go really hard on we go really deep into this because i just i had so many questions just as I was watching and I knew that you were the ideal person to be having those conversations with. I was like, I, I, I'll be honest. I picked you out of convenience for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I mean I I always love doing it with you. So it's not like I was settling or anything, but I was like it will be easy for me if I have Alana do this episode. But as I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, I'm so glad it's Alana for this one." Honestly, I'm
1: just honored to be considered at all. The circumstances don't <laughs> matter to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think we covered it. I don't think I have any final thoughts. Um do you want to tell people where they can find you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on all of my all, all the big social medias, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, the like at Alana Fine Woman, like fine man, but I'm a lady. I forgot for a second as I was saying it. Um, <laughs> I also have a couple of podcasts of my own. Um, I have TV, TV, throwback television where my friend Kimberly and I watch early 2000s tween sitcoms. Much like Hannah Montana, a lot of like Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, that sort of thing. We watch them back as grown-ass adults, see how they hold up. Most of the time they don't is the spoiler alert. (laughs) And I also run It's Broadway Bitch, where I, a theater person, sit down with my friend Christina, who is not a theater person. I force her to watch musicals and we talk about them. You can find both those podcasts wherever you find your podcasts. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. That's where I am.
0: Yay. (laughs) Well, uh, thank you again for joining me today. I appreciate it. I appreciate you always being willing to jump on here with me.
1: (laughs) Dude, It is always a pleasure every time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am so glad. Um, and thank you so much to all of you for tuning into today's episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. Um, if you want to follow us on the internet, we're on Twitter at pumping up the pod and on Instagram at pumping up the podcast. If you feel like following me, uh, just for my own (laughs) dumb thoughts. I also, I also tend to post a lot of like behind the scenes stuff while I'm working on the show on my personal account, as opposed to on the show's (laughs) Twitter account, which I do think is funny that I just don't think to put it on like the actual one. I'm like, Oh, I'll just put it on mine. Um, I'm on Twitter at lovely Lisey and on Instagram at actor Elise. Feel free to subscribe to us if that's a thing you can do, or post a review for us. Uh, I'd appreciate it. I don't really know what it does to like make things better for me, but I I know that it apparently does. So <laughs> if you would like to do that, by all means, go for it. I love it. Um, yeah, and then n- tune in next week. For the season finale of Hannah Montana. Hey. <laughs> season one, episode 26, Bad Moose Rising. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> I don't remember it at all. So I I'm remember really it exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, next week's season finale. I decided I wanted to bookend the season with Courtney Style episodes. So Courtney will be back to talk about bad moose rising definitely tune in. I'm sure it'll be fun. And in the meantime, keep on pumping up the party.